Welcome to the Attention Podcast, hosted by Conrad. This podcast is brought to you by Expose.io, the attention prediction platform. Welcome back again in this special episode. Uh, imagine you have to select from the following three people. A PhD with a postdoc from Berkeley uh, with expertise in memory, a ex-Nielsen director with expertise in how to incorporate neuro into a research pipeline, or a Facebook marketing science department senior with expertise in the quality of measurements for online ads. Uh, as it happens today, I don't have to make that choice. I'm talking to Ingrid Neunais, who incredibly has done all of this. And already during the interview, I decided to make sure that she will be back because we definitely want to dive into the memory and how online ads work in more detail. Today we talk about a nice variety of ad-related topics. You see ads without seeing them, uh, why banner ads still work, uh, why remembering is nice but behavior change is better, why coffee and hamburgers ads most of the time work, and how Starbucks and other locals are linked to rewards in your brain. We cover a nice new topic called attention vampires, and why it's still important to check how all these different elements work together. So, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Attention Podcast. With me here today is Ingrid Nieuwenhuis. Um, I think you can be much better at introducing yourself, uh, what you've done, where you're from and, and why uh, I'm so happy to talk to you about ads and attention today. Uh, very well, yes. I'm, uh, I started out in uh, academia as a neuroscientist. And I, um, I got a PhD in neuroscience, specifically looking at memory. Yep. And then I went to UC Berkeley to do a postdoc there. And after three years, I actually switched to advertising, to using the knowledge that I learned in academia and um, use it to measure advertising. Cool. Uh, I did that at Nielsen Consumer Neuroscience. And um, after four years, I switched to Facebook, where I also used... Um, neuroscience knowledge, but then more on the online advertising. Nice. So you started out in memory. In memory, yes. Yeah. Then why in memory? Um, really because memory is, we are made of our memories, and maybe we're going to talk about that as well mm -hmm. today, but we are neural networks, we store a lot of information our whole lives, and without us being aware, it affects everything. Okay. So what you did 10 years ago or one day ago, it has all an effect. So that was something I was very right. fascinated about. How I have to think, what did I do 10 years ago? <laughs> wow. Well, you might not remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, 2010, I was doing my corporate life, probably working. Uh, yeah. I was moving to the US. You are moving to the US. Well, you are back. So we are very happy uh, for, for, for that. In the um, attention uh, introduction, we talked a bit about how attention works in, in your brain, that it's uh, sometimes it sort of gets spontaneously triggered by, let's say, some, some balloon pops behind you uh, or other triggers. And sometimes it's, it's like more of a top-down approach where you decide to look, hey, where are my keys? I need to find my keys. And, and then uh, we start to, to try and pay attention. Um, if, we, um, if we look at advertising... Um, can you share a little bit about uh, how, how do you see attention work in, uh, in advertising, more in general? Yeah. 
Yeah, advertising, uh, attention is very important for advertising. I mean, it's of course not the only process that's important. It's just the start. But we live... If you don't pay any attention, nothing's going to happen, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it depends. You, okay. have to have, you have to get the information in your brain, yeah. right? So you can even, without being aware, it can have an effect. Yeah. So you don't have to have like conscious attention or... But indeed, if you, if you so don't So you say even if you don't pay attention, you could get something in terms of, uh, you know, information out of advertising. Yes. Oh, interesting. But how, how does that work? Well, I mean, um, an example is, for instance, there there's some research showing that um, you can have, if, if you are exposed to information, yep. even without being aware, you become more familiar with it, and yep. with familiarity comes liking. Yeah. So there's been a research, for instance, where they show where they had um, some words on the front of a page, and they were word in another language, and they were just some. Now, people didn't even notice that they saw the words. Yeah. And they were doing it consistently. And later they asked people, uh, do you remember seeing anything? Uh, nope. Nothing special. Nope. But they showed words. And some of these words were they've been exposed to before yeah. without them having any awareness of yeah. it. And other words they were not exposed to yeah. before. And they just ask, these are words in another language. You don't know that language. But just... You know, use your gut feeling. Which words do you think have a positive meaning? Which words do you think have a negative meaning? Yeah. And you may guess what happened is the words that they got consistently exposed to without even being aware, yeah. they thought were more positive. likely to be a positive. Yeah. Um, and in advertising, we see the same thing. If you just, and that's one of the uh, theories for why banner ads may be effective, even as we often say, I don't look at banner ads. I'm no very good them. at blocking them out. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they don't have an effect on me, but if we... They do. They do. Yeah. And it's and it's because, <laughs> especially, uh, well, there, there are some examples and maybe this no, is a good... No, more banners, so... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, not all banners are effective, right? So yeah. um, specifically for if you have a new brand or a new product that you're not familiar with, yeah. this, this mere exposure effect, that's what I was just describing. They yeah. call it the mere exposure effect. So the mere effect of exposure is that already you are already it does something yeah. and and it ha and it's the biggest if if it's a new um, a new brand yeah. or a new information then if it's you're the best benefit uh, then that you then have. that familiarity yeah. if you don't have it yeah you know you gain the most so from that perspective it's uh, even though you don't consciously see something you you still process the 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 information and it's probably most uh, subconsciously uh, uh, happening um, because if you look, for instance, at um, when we use eye tracking in our lab to see how people um, yeah, view their uh, web pages, you see F patterns and you also see people try to avoid uh, the banner areas or the place where they, you know, there's information that they don't, don't really consciously pay attention to. But what you're saying is that even though you are doing that, some of that still trickles in. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, because if you measure a banner ad like that, even if you don't have a, a, a conscious recollection, you see that the eyes do go there. They may be only yeah. a short amount of time. So yeah. indeed, the banner did grab your attention. If it was a good banner, yeah. indeed, people went there, they saw it. They may not remember, right? Yeah. They may be reading the page above, so yeah. therefore they sort of forgot that they looked at it. But if you measure where the eyes go, it did Grab so attention. even to avoid it, you have to know where the banner is. So you looked at the banner 
if not alone to avoid it. And our brain's really fast. So even if you look yeah. at something for a split second, and yeah. if it's a good ad, yeah. then it can have an effect. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and, and um, given your uh, knowledge from, let's say, Nielsen and Facebook, how do you um, measure that? How do you measure the level of attention that people have to ads or for ads? Um, yeah, so the, the example I just gave is eye tracking. So that's a really good way to measure attention, right? Where do the eyes go? You can also measure afterwards if they re remember it. Um, you can also, and this is a good point, I think we were talking about attention in, a, in, in advertising and that's yeah. just part of the process because in the end, what do we want to, uh, why, why are we advertising, right? Yes. When do we call an ad effective? If somebody sees it, remembers it, and then acts upon it. That, those are interesting uh, elements. Yeah. And in the end, clients usually, or, or advertisers, they don't really care about... I mean, they may want to know if you remember it and if you uh, saw it. But in the end, the really important thing is if you bought something, right? Yeah. You want to change the behavior. So even if you, just in the example I gave before... If, if an advertiser has, has an ad and no one remembers it, but it, you can show yeah. it really <laughs> did something for sales, they, they, they wouldn't care less, yeah. right? So in the end, it's really about ad effectiveness is really about changing a behavior and yeah. attention is, is part of that. Um, but yeah, so you, so you can measure attention because it has some predictive value if, if it will change behavior. But in the end, it's really about, you know, uh, changing changing the, the sales behavior. So if you can measure that directly. So it's the impact that, 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 you, that, you, that you have. Yes. Um, so the interesting part would be, it's an ad that I don't see, but I still buy it. That, that would be an interesting ad, right? That would be interesting. Yeah. Well, there's an interesting example where... Uh, Does that happen is, then, is, is my question, because I would assume that if I see something and I could say, hey, I remember seeing this ad, then that would be sort of the basis, um, like a minimum, a bare minimum that I would need to have before I actually could start doing something, right? Well, well maybe not. So it can, yeah, no, it can still be in your brain without you being able to remember it. It, it also depends on how you ask it, right? If I ask, do you remember seeing an ad for whatever brands yeah. you may not be able to remember but if i described the ad you know there was first a car driving and yeah. then um uh, there was this this person with and you're like oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah i remember, I, remember. Yeah. I, I just forgot it was for this specific brand that happens yeah. a lot right where you remember the ad but you forgot that it was for for, for well, that specific why is that brand. why is that so often <laughs> the case well that's a good that brings us to an important part where attention is actually really important because then probably the ad wasn't made in the right way so that the attention was drawn to the brand, yeah. right? So people, attention, as, as um, uh, you probably talked about in the, in the previous podcast, it's, for, uh, it's a way for the brain to know where to look at. We yeah. cannot process everything at the same time. No. It's too much. We have to choose. And um, some things draw our attention and other things don't. So if you make an ad and it's not optimal, you may draw the attention to all kinds of interesting things smiling people yep. babies puppies and you totally miss the brand and if yep. you then ask do you remember seeing an ad for this brand you say no i don't remember seeing but i an do ad. remember seeing the puppy yeah right? yeah exactly and um uh, what what we see in our research is that quite often this is the uh, is a result of the 
what I would say the creative process where we make an, a 30 second ad and then uh, at the end of the ad, you know, we still have to put in the brand that it is for. Is that something you recognize from, from uh, yes, research? Yes, I, I recognize it, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, but what, what are ways to um, make sure that you, you, you get that done properly? Yeah, no, I, I do recognize it because it's often the case where people think, oh, if I put the brand, the brand too early, then people think, oh, this is an ad and people will lose attention or yeah. creative agencies want to make something really beautiful and, and they, you know, they don't like the brand interfering in that. But that's not the right way to, or often, right? Yeah. We can talk a little bit. There's, there are, there's, of course, always exceptions. Um, but most of the time, that's not the right way to actually get people to change their behavior and to, to buy something. Because yeah. if you want people to buy a certain product, they will have to remember which yeah. brand it was for, right? Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice uh, little uh, uh, thing to watch, but, but it doesn't have this, this end behavior. It doesn't do something. So, so it's important to you know some strategies that we would always recommend are you have to make the brand sort of the hero of the ad. So. Yeah. You know, you can make a story where the brand has some place part in it. Yeah, so, not, so also an integral part of the story that you're. It's an integral part of the storyline because people focus most on the storyline. Our our brains always want to make meaning of everything. So even like putting the logo on top of this beautiful babies and puppies in the corner doesn't work either because no. it's not integrated with what's happening in the ad. So you have to make sure that you you know that. The, that the they logo sort of or the work brand. together. Yeah, exactly. That it that it has a part in the story that you're telling. Yeah. So um, from that perspective, um, you could say that it's it's actually important to measure uh, attention oh, when yes. you look at ads. It's very important because it's so automatic. You yeah. don't have. You just don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. So you, you may mean it's very reflexive in the way that you that you process or exactly. you distribute your attention. Exactly. And and. The brain fills in the rest. So say you only look at two parts of an ad and you think you've seen the whole ad and your brain is just from all your memory, what you already know, it's just filling in the blanks. So you don't, so just as an example, uh, they've done research where it, it sounds incredible, but I've seen it. <laughs> it's, it, it well, really now you're making me... Okay. Uh, so so me. there's some participant going into the lab and yeah. they, they think they're going to have an, uh, an experiment taking place in another room. Mm-hmm. And they have to first fill out some uh, some sheets at the counter. So someone hands over the sheets to the person. You're going to have the experiment. Please fill out the sheet. And then the person bends down behind the desk to grab something else. Totally different person stands up, keeps talking to the person. Yeah. And no, not, people no don't one, notice it. People don't I've notice seen it. The like well. a fully switch of a person. So you and is it then that people don't really don't notice it or is it maybe also that they think like uh i would be a bit surprised i would maybe uh you know hesitate a second and then you know and then it's already passed and you will act normal again no it's people don't because they don't afterwards they ask did you is there d- did, did you something notice? did something happen did you notice anything no people just really don't notice <laughs> It's big, we think we see the whole world. We th- we think we perceive everything objectively, and yeah. we see all the little things that are around us in the room. Because if I look around, I see all these things. I don't see, you know, black holes in my vision. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no. yeah. But it's because my brain is filling in a lot. So also when I'm looking at an ad, I feel that I see the whole thing. But if you actually measure where people are looking at, yeah. 
there's only a few things that, that they really can perceive uh, exactly. Of course, sharply. if you if you look at an ad longer and longer, you may see more and more. But even then, there are just some parts of this ad and um, that that are salient where your eyes go. Yeah. And some things that are not salient, your eyes may even. And salient you look, means it, that that it's uh, more very likely that it's going to be noticed. Yes, yeah, salience yeah. is a really important concept, and it's also very useful to measure that in itself. Um, but salience is sort of what is in the picture or in the stimulus that is drawing my eyes there. Yeah. Because our brains are both when, I mean, we're wired from birth, but also during life we are trained to go to some things more than others. Yeah. Because some things are more important than yeah. others. So for instance, an example of something salient is something that is different from its surroundings. So it pops out, say there's all these blue things and then there's one red thing. That means that there's something different going, so our yeah. eyes automatically go, go there. Go to the red thing. Go to the red thing. Um, a face is something we're wired to automatically go to. But also things like food. I've uh, done research once. It's an interesting story. A client who was wanting to sort of prove that they were doing this native advertising. I don't know if you're familiar with with that, where the ad looks like content. So yeah, yeah like so a it's like a, the newspaper article is printed in the same typeface. It exactly, this was looks an online like a, version, yeah. and it looks like the the surrounding. I hate those things because I always try. Somebody's trying to trick me to uh, exactly the very small letters. It says advertisement. Advertisement. Yeah. yeah, sometimes the font's just a little bit different. Yeah, but yeah exactly. But I mean, in a way, it's, it, it works because you are not sort of you know, you might have a uh, behavior to avoid an ad. And if the ad looks like a content, then you, you know, you may already go over it much faster. Um, and this client wanted to prove that, you know, um, it was people spend more time with the ad than with a banner ad. And um, uh, so we tested yeah. the exact same ad and the exact same banner ad um, and, and, and compared. And, and indeed, in, in often it was the case that people spend more time with the ads than with the banner ad, the, the, the native the ad. The native ad. So when it looks like it's in the newspaper and the other one is the obvious ad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. However, we also had, um, I think, one or two examples where one was with coffee. Yeah. So, and one was with hamburgers or something. Okay. And those banner ads worked fine. People yeah. went there all the time. Coffee and hamburgers. Yeah, because yeah, our... I, I would do probably as well. <laughs> exactly, because our brain is... Food. Food, exactly. And, and it's it's not something that's different for different people. No. We all need food. Yeah. Even people that are trying to eat healthy, spend time, their eyes go automatically to hamburgers because yeah. it's something we need as an organism. We need calories to survive. Our brain is wired to go to things that yeah. we care for. Or that, that, we, that we desire. I, I remember one example where... Uh, they uh, have people walk through a very busy uh, street in a, in a city center. And then a part of the group there where they do mobile eye tracking, which is they have these fancy glasses on that we use as well, where people walk around so you can see what they're looking at. And then you see the first group that hasn't eaten for like a day or two days. And their eyes are continuously focusing on those areas where they know they can get food. And yeah. it's not a conscious type no. of decision. It's no. sort of steered by the, the body. Probably if you ask people, yeah. you know, what were you looking at? I doubt that they will be yeah. aware that yeah. they were looking at food. Yeah. So that's Their body was saying, somebody give me, <laughs> give me some extra energy. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's, an, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting uh, uh, to measure the, 
the saliency. Um, well, the, this this uh, podcast is uh, made possible by Expose.io, which is basically a platform that predicts uh, saliency. Uh, how could or w- would that be applicable to uh, ads? Yeah, so there's, I think, two, two um, parts where it's applicable. So on the one hand, how salient is my ad as a whole? Yeah. So that's more like... Is how my likely is it that it is going to... Breakthrough. That's the yeah. term that's yeah. often used. Breakthrough. So especially... That's a marketeer's term. We breakthrough. We breakthrough, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I spent 0.2 milliseconds on your ad, but you broke through. Well, this. it's really interesting, right? Because time is not everything. Um, but anyway... True. Going back to uh, salience and, and what you can measure. So on the one hand, you want to know, did my ad break through? And it's not just ads. It's... In any situation where you have some information you want to break through the clutter. For instance, yeah. a package is a similar yeah. example, right? Where you have a pack on a shelf. Did my uh, uh, my package, package stand out? Stand yeah. out. Um, and, and online it's so important where, you know, we have so many inputs uh, competing for attention. Yeah. You want to know what is what is the, the salience of this ad? How likely is it that people's eyes are drawn to my ad, right? So, so that's important. And the other part where it's important to know the salience is more about the elements of an ad. So say someone eyes go there, right? You can put puppies, babies, eyes, faces in your ad and you're pr- pretty sure people's eyes go there. Yeah. But that's not the only thing you want to, you know, yeah. you want people to see. You want to also draw the attention, for instance, to your brand or to the message you want to yeah. communicate. So that's the second part where, where it's very useful to measure salience is to see which elements of the ad are salient. Yeah, grabbing your... Uh, uh, grabbing your attention. Did I make my ad in a way that that people actually see yeah. what I want them to see? Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I think it's one of the interesting parts of the work that we do is that when we, we, we test ads, for instance, in the algorithm and we use some uh, data that we get through tracking, um, you see the, you know, the, the fact that the logo is actually more salient or more likely to see, to be seen, uh, has a direct relationship to the memorability of, uh, of in this, this case, uh, uh, the ad. So I think that's, uh, that's an interesting um, learning that you can have uh, exactly. from, from that. And, but if you look at the attention, what other processes are uh, important uh, if you look at that? You're not, you know, obviously, you need to get some attention, Yes. But what other processes are important when I'm I'm actually you know processing ads? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the the philosophy of advertising that I always um, uh, you know communicate when I talk to to advertisers is there first you have this drawing of attention, but there you also have to um, activate memory. Yeah. Uh, especially when it depends a little bit on the type of advertising. Some advertising is like you want people to do something immediately then memory may not be the most important. Then it's more about, you know, getting them to click and buy. Is that more like action-oriented? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Direct response is a, is a So maybe is, there's a difference between I want you to buy a product or I want to I want a action, I want you to click, or is it a, a versus the brand building part? Yeah. Is that different? And it's also, can I buy? So if I advertise for potatoes, I'm not going to click and buy a potato there, right? There, there and then online, right? So if it's an ad for something that you cannot buy then or there, even yeah. if it says go to the store now and buy it, then it may still be sort of a direct response or the potatoes are now 20 cents off, go to the store. You you wouldn't call that brand building, 
but it is something that you have to remember which store and which potato. Otherwise, you know, people may yeah, go you're to buy some other potatoes yeah, you in buy, other store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so say first to talk about ads where you cannot do something immediately. Yeah. Um, either brand building or or buying something that's not online. Then you need to draw the attention. Um, activate memory for the right potato in the right store. Yeah. And you also need to motivate people, right? You need to, um, you know, link. So, for instance, link that brand to a specific emotion. Why this potato and not the competitor's yeah, the potato? The healthiest potato. The healthy, the I, I don't know, with potatoes, it's hard to make a case yeah. for why, but but still. Well, I, mean, I think it's, it, you, you say that, but if you look, for instance, what I always find interesting is the, the water category where you have, you know, 25 different brands and some are like, 20 cents for a small bottle. The others are five. They're yep. almost like the designer companions on your table in a restaurant. Yeah. And so it's fundamentally it's the same product, but obviously you you, you exactly. communicate different uh, different uh, uh, yeah different values or different stories. Exactly. That the context maybe, is different. Maybe this how much protein is in in your potato, which makes you more satiated, and therefore yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. I, I, I would know how to sell a potato. No, me neither, but uh, <laughs> I think we can figure out. At least we can measure with which potato ad is more, exactly. sa- is more salient uh, than the other ones. And um, maybe uh, like a, a question that popped up is, if you look at saliency and attention, you know, are they completely the same? Or what, what, what is the differences between uh, those two? Yeah, so they are related, but indeed it's important. They are different too. So salience is more really driven by the stimulus. So um, in attention, you, you have what they call bottom-up attention. So that's that's very similar to salient. So bottom-up yeah, attention... the balloon popping. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Something in the stimulus, either the sound of a balloon popping, but it can also be something visual... Color. ...that draws color popping out, um, but also, you know, a hamburger, something Food. in the... Exactly, something yes. that always draws our attention independent of our goals. Yeah, so it's, it's from the image, video, or stimulus, exactly. something is in there that draws exactly. attention and that's also on why, itself why you can predict it from the image yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. need to know anything you can about just my state of being uh, i exactly. just know showing food or a spider or exactly. balloon popping sounds will trigger that always you know are salient and therefore draw attention yeah. and so in attention you also have the the top-down attention which is more dependent on the goal of the person yeah. so i'm looking for my keys where are my keys exactly yeah. exactly and so that's the difference that's the difference yeah and how do they uh, relate? Because I'm assuming that um, if I'm looking for my keys, uh, well, my big problem is when I'm looking for my keys, I'm always so in a hurry that I still don't see them. So what I've learned is the major thing to actually see them is slow down. Because then if you slowly look around, the chances that you actually find your keys are much bigger. This is like a free tip in the <laughs> middle of the podcast. But uh, um, what I was wanting to ask is that okay so i have these top down how do the the top down and the bottom up in terms of advertising uh uh somewhere they need to get together right exactly well the the interesting thing is saliency always has an effect so independent even if you're looking for your keys if i put a hamburger (laughs) (laughs) yeah keys keys oh hamburger yeah (laughs) give me the hamburger yeah i see that happening i I see that happening or if you pop a balloon while someone is you know searching for something they will still look look at at it so salience always has an effect um but on the other hand um if you i remember when i was um uh 
in university, we did a course on, on how, you know, your even context has an effect on what you see. So they made us first look at something yellow. Yeah. One group, I think we used like, uh, I don't even know the word in English. For this was in Berkeley. It was uh, in, in, in biology. So yeah. they had like two, two things, same thing, different color. So they first let one group look for the yellow things. Yeah. Then they had, uh, and another group was looking for the pink things. And yeah. then they put, you know, both groups in, in a field and they had to, to find these things. And of course, the group that was trained to find the yellow things found much more yellow things. The group that was trained to find the pink things found much more pink things. So yeah. it also depends on what you've been doing before, what your mindset is, what you're So that was already on. in your, your memory, so you could recognize uh, the yellow versus pink things. Exactly. So so there's, I mean, there's many stages. You have saliency that always works. Yeah. You have a goal that may be very specific, but there's also something in between if you... And, and at some point... You can get trained, and this is very important for advertising. You get trained on things, and it becomes almost uh, stimulus-driven. So what I mean by that is, if you have a lot of experience with a brand, yeah, and you you know you love that brand and uh, Nike shoes, right? For instance, yeah. <laughs> uh, then um, then you will when you see that I have it with Starbucks. When I was in the States, you, you know, you walked through a street and because it's always there, right? If you yeah. want coffee, there's a Starbucks, there's somewhere. a Starbucks all the time, everywhere. So that, that logo became salient for me. Yeah. Even when I wasn't even thinking about coffee, I would, you know, it would pop up to yeah. me. And it's not that because my brain, when I was born, was wired to, Starbucks. you know, yeah, it's yeah. because I, my brain is wired to like caffeine. And there's a link between, you know, that logo and the reward. So over time, there's become, this has become wired in my brain that yeah. that logo means reward. So yeah. now logo means coffee. Exactly. Yes. So that becomes silly. So you can actually, if you are consistently pairing, you know, your logo with a reward, you can start to, um, you just see the logo and, and it, it pops up. Yeah. 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 And that I think is um, what I always find interesting is that when I'm looking for a, a specific product, but I think most the one that I most notice it with is like a car. Uh, you're orienting yourself on a car. You've sort of finally made the decision. It's going to be a, whatever, you know, a Volkswagen Golf. And then suddenly you see these Volkswagen Golfs everywhere. everywhere. Like they are yep. like, and, and I think it's uh, because you've been, it's somewhere top of mind or I'm not sure how it works, but that's also a bit. Yep. Uh, how yeah. it relates. Yeah. But it's a nice bridge to, um, I think, to talk about, uh, yeah, uh, what are what are some of the common issues um, in uh, advertising uh, if you look at attention? What are things that you, th you, from experience, both at Nielsen and at Facebook, say, well, based on what I've learned from memory, neuroscience, and yeah, these are some of the things that I see. Yeah. So one... One thing we commonly see is that there is an overload of information. And too much. Too much. Too much at the same time. Yeah. So, um, of course, you can, you, know, you can make multiple items really salient, but it doesn't mean that it will actually be processed well um, because we can only process that many things. So if you have, you know... Four hamburgers is too much. <laughs> Yeah. Well, unless it's a group, then we just see a group of hamburgers. So there are yeah. some tricks to make multiple things go well together. <laughs> the hamburger group. <laughs> the hamburger group. I um, like it. I like it. 
But um, no, so for instance, you have a call to action and the logo and the tagline and, you know, pricing, all, pricing instance, and yeah. all in the same final screen. And all That's, for half a second. And all, yeah, exactly. And then you can make everything blinking and your eyes will go everywhere, but your brain will not get anything, right? Yeah. You will not get any memory. You will not get any uh, reward. You will not get any motivation to actually do something. You will just get a big load of confusion. So one of the... Uh, things then is make sure we don't have too much salient elements in exactly there. and so when testing it or uh, running it through our algorithm you could say hey these, there's too much there's you know, too take much take one or two or first bring this one and then take the second one but exactly so yeah. the learning is don't put too much elements in there and take and take your time yes or introduce different elements it depends again on the type of ad, right? Say you have a video ad, you can first introduce one item and then the other. So you really guide the attention to yeah. the things in a very, you know, uh, modeled way. You determine by how you put this all this together in the yeah. video where the eyes go. And then maybe in the last screen you can have it all together, but then, you know, yeah. it's already it's at there. At least so there's a, a order, there's a buildup. Exactly. You give people time to, to process it. And instead of, uh, you know, you go figure out which one of those five elements that I just uh, threw in your face is actually going to draw attention. Exactly. You guide people uh, through it. Um, and one of the interesting remarks that you've made in the past to me is that uh, you call them uh, attention vampires. Attention I, I, vampires. I, I really like uh, that. <laughs> what do you mean with attention vampires? An attention vampire, that's that an element of an ad, the wrong element actually draws all the attention. So faces are very often attention vampires. Yeah. I mean, they can be very useful, right? So if you want your ad to break through the clutter, yeah. a face is really good. Because and why it is it that faces grab so much attention? Because we are very social beings. So we even have dedicated areas in our brain to process faces. Yeah. We are a group people, right? We depend on our survival. I mean, a lot of how our brain works is because somewhere in evolution, it was crucial for us to, you know, yeah. food, food, <laughs> people, yeah. all these things are, are very important for us to survive. And since we are group, group animals, we need to take, uh, focus on other people because, you know, maybe we can do something together and get yeah. more resources or they start, you know, fighting. So we need to make sure everyone's happy. Yeah. So emotions yes. are also something that are salient, both positive and negative emotions uh, pop out if someone is angry. Yeah, you uh, notice that one. You, 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 and fast too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happens in my house every now and then. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so at, uh, attention vampires are when something that is drawing attention, say you have an ad where we, we once did, a, when I worked at Nielsen, uh, a, a test where in the final screen, there was a very cute face of a dog, actually. Uh, and it's interesting to know pet faces are just working like people faces. So we are yeah. also automatically going to, to pet faces. Yeah. And, and also smiling pet faces are more... Okay. Yeah, so if you, for the dog... Happy dog. Yes, uh, I, I worked a lot with in the, in the pet food. Uh, uh, I had some clients I in the pet food. I also did hear the cats 
look at you like, yeah, what are you looking like me? They don't yeah. have this. Uh, Smiling dog faces Smiling are, are dog really face. uh, good for breakthrough. But anyway, going back to the attention vampires, the last frame of that video, you saw a very cute dog face and a call to action. Yeah. So they wanted people to go to, uh, you know, adopt a dog. Yes. And um, that was was really important because that was what the whole ad was about. Adopt. Yeah. And there was the website but saying where to go. Looking people at the looking dog. at the cute dog. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an example of an attention vampire. Yeah. Okay, I think that's a, that's a good one. And then maybe to, to bridge it towards, okay, now we got the attention, but we also need, you know, the, the effectiveness of it. Exactly. How, what's, how does that relate? Atten- does attention always mean effectiveness? No. It's a bit of a loaded question, I must admit. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, but it's a good one because, because sometimes people really confuse attention with effectiveness. Yeah. So, you know, um, I've had discussions with agencies where it was all about the attention economy. We need to measure how much attention something draws because then we know how effective something is. And if people look at something longer, then it means it's more effective. Yeah. Not true. Not true. Not true. Because, you know... What can we say? What is true? Or what are some of the learnings that that, that you can share It really depends on... It depends, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but there are rules. I mean, it's not like... Well, it's like the the standard PhD science answer is it depends depends. and we should do more research in this field. Well, luckily we've done a lot of research (laughs) already, so So. we can can fill in those blanks a little bit already. So it depends um, in the sense that if you have more time in theory, you're able to communicate more information, right? So yeah. it's, it's if you have the perfect ad, looking longer at it is better than looking shorter at it. Yeah. However, um, if you have a crappy ad, then it doesn't matter. You can look at it for a long time. It's, doesn't become it doesn't better. become better, right? <laughs> maybe <laughs> it becomes worse. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, and it's because of these other processes that I said, Attention is just to start. You also have to make sure you connect what is in the ad to the right things, right? You have to have your brand stand out. You have to link your brand with um, whatever you want to communicate about your brand. So you have to create these. And that's where memory comes into the picture as well. And sorry, because of my memory background, I I always like to talk about that too. But so, so you can draw the attention to the right elements and then you can build your memory systems. I think uh, we should do a separate you know, podcast just on how memory relates to advertising and, yeah. and what we can learn from, uh, from that. Um, but if you look at the, you know, what, we've, um, what we've discussed is, okay, how can you, m- you measure it? Why is it important to measure? Uh, what are some of the, let's say, uh, common issues that we see in advertising. So it's too too much at the same time. There's like complexity, there's overload. We have uh, some attention vampires potentially lurking around the corner. Um, we also know now that, okay, the fact that you have attention doesn't mean that it's uh, 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 effective. Um, and how about if you look at the uh, different types of stimuli? Uh, so what we, what we actually discuss is, okay, not all these stimuli are uh, equal. No, exactly. Exactly. So um, some things draw more attention, right? So you already gave the example of, of faces and yeah. food, but there are others as well. Uh, babies, it's it's very interesting, and, and it makes a lot of sense evolutionarily as well. Babies yeah. are so helpless. Men and women alike are wired to look at babies, and also they're very motivating so it's not just that they grab attention yeah they also actually um 
have a good effect on on behavior. You always yeah. see when like, yeah, and and even when they you know they they want to be cool and they don't say ah oh, their brain still says ah oh. yeah, yeah yeah. So if you measure the the motivation the how much people want Taking to approach care. yeah yeah you the see approach motivation exactly you can measure um, uh, from the brain waves if people sort of have a tendency to approach or withdraw and babies are where you universally see that that it it, it activates this approach response yeah um, but also you can make use of that and and many advertisers and also toy factory uh, toy uh, people who, yeah. they will know that big eyes right so babies yeah. have relatively big eyes yeah. so everything that has big eyes uh, will draw more attention and interestingly also text even that you know, we d- we're not born being able to read, but because we do it so much, we all become very fluent at it. So things like free. Yeah. Or some words that some are words, trigger associations. But, and also words in general. You, um, When you measure the, the eye tracking or the salience, you see that uh, text in itself has a huge uh, attention grabbing potential. Yeah. And it's because we, you know, text means information. Our brain is always looking for information. Yeah. So therefore... The brains go to text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, we're we're getting to a logical conclusion here because I slowly realize that we should probably make an ad with a baby and a hamburger. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and free and, and and free would probably help. Well, we're based here in the Netherlands, so the free usually always helps with the Dutch people. <laughs> Um, but I think for from where we started out, how attention works, we, we made a nice uh, bridge to see, okay, how can you sort of break through? Uh, what are some of the you know, essential elements? Um, why is it important that you measure? Because you want to understand the saliency. Um, and that, I think, uh, using uh, the platform we talked about, Expose.io, is, is, is nice because then you can get an understanding of what are the elements that are most likely to be, to be seen. Um, and uh, we see that a lot of things don't get measured or people don't measure it. And I think that's something also we, we, uh, we covered nicely. So when you're making or developing or creating, why not test uh, along uh, the way? Yeah, and um, also not just ask people, Yeah, right? Because it's so, yeah, it's so people it's aren't so, aware. So yeah. you can ask do you see the logo or did you see the logo or how yeah. How do you think looking at this ad, is the logo very clear to you? People may say yes when actually it isn't or people may say no when it actually is. Yeah. So, you know, these are things you have to measure. Yeah, it's you hard cannot, to... You uh, cannot guess. Uh, nah. uh, even when I worked at Nielsen and we would test some new ads, what we would always start is doing a hypothesis meeting and, you know, people with PhDs and a lot of experience, we would sort of go through and think... What, what do we think? How yeah. good is this ad? What will pop out? What can we improve? And of hope, you know, we, w- we, w- we will get, you know, you saw the people that did it for a long time. They were better at guessing, at guessing. than others, but still, Frequently so often yeah. we were wrong. Happens because here it, all the time as well. <laughs> because it's, it's not aware. We're not wired to no, know it's where subconsciously our eyes exactly. driven and uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an, it, so it's, measuring it's, is really, you know, yeah. it, it takes the, guessing out of there you can and it and a nice thing is if you can measure it fast then you can make an ad you know move some things around so in package research i've done a lot of package um research and it's 
often people think, oh, if it's the same elements and I just yeah. move them around, it's the same pack, right? It doesn't really matter if I put one element here or there. Uh, I'm hearing a guess not. Yeah, no, not. Yeah. And so, for instance, I tested a pack once where the only difference was the color of three, you know, a call out. Yeah. In, in one case, it was like sort of bl dark blue on a light blue background. And in the other case, it was like different color for the, for the food, yeah. uh, the nutrition value. Totally different eye tracking pattern. Yeah. Because you got a very different pop out and because the eyes first went there, from there they went to another place. And it really, you know, the way you go through uh, any yeah. stimulus really has an effect on how memorable it is and also how motivating it is. Yeah. So if you first see that the food is very nutritious, it sort of means something for the brain. And if you first yeah. see that it's made from real fruit or, you know, depending yeah. on which elements are... Triggers the value towards it, your... It's a different story yeah. in your yeah. brain. So yeah. um, And that relates then back to memory, right? It, yeah. Yeah, and also to motivation. Yeah. So um, one example is where we tested a package and there was a, uh, a nice... Um, picture on there so this was in the time i think it's probably still the case where in the food industry there's this whole thing about clean labels so all you, you do, we don't want not you know much. consumers do not yeah. want things in their food that they cannot pronounce and yeah. they don't know what it is right that's sort yeah. of the rule of, of of clean yeah i like that yes I exactly follow that <laughs> exactly <laughs> if you can't pronounce it don't yeah. eat it right well I, i learned that if my grandmother wouldn't recognize something as food exactly. i shouldn't eat it right exactly so this it is a perfect segue so this food company they changed their pack and on the front there was actually grandmother's kitchen that was sort of so ah. in the in the old version it was just the food in the new one it was sort of grandmother's kitchen um, it sounds like a one and two but we just came up along the way this yes exactly <laughs> and um but the thing was it was still the same product and it was yeah. sort of put water with it and that's the whole thing you didn't yeah. have i mean you know consumers want things that are clean but we also want things that are fast right so this was still something yes. people like some sort of mix um, so you put water. So depending if you put the, there was this call out, just add water when yeah. it was too close to the whole picture of, of you know, that was uh, grandmother's kitchen. Yeah. You saw that the, the pack didn't work yeah. because it, it doesn't make sense. Right. How My can it be grandma? And it's just a mix. Yeah. But then in a different version of the pack. There was a call out light and fluffy. And if yeah. you put just add water to light and fluffy, yeah. the back worked fine. Yeah. So it's also about, you know, having some elements close it's together. Separated. Or anyway, so so the yeah. whole the, the main message here is how elements work together is what makes or breaks things. And therefore it really helps to measure salience because then you can see which elements pop yeah. out and, and the exact same ad, just changing one element can have a huge effect on, on, you know, where the eyes go. Yeah. I think that's a, a very nice way to, to, to round up. So, um, instead of having a opinion, we, we just have measurements. I think that's, uh, already a big step. Uh, we're able to measure those, uh, saliency components. So that's something that you can fairly easily do. Uh, and my other takeaway is that uh, apart from ordering a hamburger for lunch, which I'm definitely going to do now, uh, we, we should do, let's say, two additional uh, episodes, one on uh, memory and the relationship to um, advertising. 
And I think the second one is uh, because you're triggering all sorts of um, uh, experiences of, of, of projects that, that we we did is do one uh, separate uh, uh, podcast on um, on packaging. Yeah, packaging. So, is so um, interesting. we'll uh, invite you back again uh, <laughs> to talk about packaging and memory. Maybe we'll add a, a, a packaging expert to it as well to make it fun. Uh, so, thanks a lot for uh, for joining and uh, sharing your uh, knowledge about uh, attention and ads. And uh, looking forward to talk to you the next time. Thank you. Thanks for paying attention today. I hope you will join us again for a new episode of the Attention Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Expos.io, the attention prediction platform.